Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Uh, today, we are going to be hearing about an article from Patricia. Uh, what's your topic on today, Patricia? The topic is vacations and benefiting from vacations and how long that lasts. Um, so we'll kind of dive into what you can do to help maintain the benefit of going on vacation for an extended period of time. Woohoo. Love that. I love going on vacations. What are some <laughs> of the favorite vacations that you've been on before? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sure anybody that knows me or follows me knows how much I love to travel. And I've had some really good vacations in the past few years. Um, this year, I went to Poland with my family and Danny, which is really, really fun because he'd never been there. So we were visiting uh, my extended family there, my grandpa and um, we had a really good time. I also went to Ireland a few years back on a solo trip, which was awesome. And then I did a really great Asia trip a few years ago with our friend Lily. Um, so she and I went to Vietnam, um, Hong Kong, and South Korea, and that was freaking amazing. Ugh. So I don't know, all of them. I love all of it. <laughs> what about you? Yay. Um, so I have been... I really love anytime I get to go to like a new culture that's different from, you know, what I'm used to experiencing in the U.S. So I went on a really cool vacation a while ago to like Italy and France um, and Spain. That was super fun and had a great time. And I'm actually in like four weeks coming out to California for vacation. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah. I'm going to get to see you. Yay. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. And Brendan's never been to California before. Well, he spent one night in Oakland, um, <laughs> which not like dissing anyone listening from Oakland, but like it's not the vacation capital of California. Um, <laughs> so this will be the first and it's time. it's only one we'll night. Be, yeah. Only one night. So. Um, so, yeah. So we'll be going to Malibu for a friend's wedding and then we'll be going to um, Carmel and then Napa. So I'm really excited. And the last time I was in Napa, I was 12 and like going to <laughs> Napa and not being able to drink wine is just like basically a crime against humanity. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm excited to go back and explore. Yeah, that'll be so much fun. I, I love California. Um, obviously, you've been around L.A. plenty with me, but I'm really excited for you to see Carmel because it's so cute and there's plenty of wine there, too. Um, and it's just ugh, it's such a cute town. And then, of course, I mean, Napa, everyone's got to do Napa once if they can. Yes. Napa. Sound, I mean, I, again, I was there when I was 12 and I even liked it when I was 12. And like I was watching everyone around me drink wine and I was just like eating cheese and being 12. <laughs> but cheese is uh, good, too. <laughs> cheese is good, but it's better when you have wine also. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's awesome. And I'm like constantly I don't know about you, but like I'm constantly vacation stalking online like I like if I ever get bored and like I'm looking online for like, I don't know, something just like to fill my brain or like fill time, I'll always be looking at places to go for vacation. So it's definitely a topic that I'm interested in. Oh my gosh. You don't even want to see my bookmarks on my browser. Like all I have is vacation places bookmarked, like different countries and things that I randomly find and I tag. So if like I go in there, it's just like this whole list of all the places I want to go and eat and see and museums to go to. And I mean, it's absurd. I yeah. am obsessed as well. Um, I mean, and I'm with you. I really appreciate going to different cultures. Like 
going to Asia was so huge for me because I had never been to Asia and it is very different than going to Europe, but it was amazing. And I just want to go back so bad. And then I'll, now I'm like, oh, what other continents? I have to see all the continents. And I get very antsy. As soon as one of my vacation ends, I'm like ready for the next one. And I want to start booking it and planning it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're both planners though. I know. And we both have like Excel sheets for our vacations and like try to (laughs) make things happen. Uh, But if you don't make plans, then you don't get to see good stuff because other people have dibs on the good stuff. And then you're just left with like the sucky stuff. So yeah, it is good to plan. I agree. And I'm sure that all of our friends appreciate it too, because I've had a few people go to Vietnam after me and I just send them my spreadsheets. And actually I got a spreadsheet from another friend of ours, Nat, when I went. So I took her spreadsheet and then just added to it and then sent it to the next people that go. So (laughs) eventually it's going to be this master Vietnam spreadsheet that like the whole world should use when they go travel there. The sisterhood of the traveling spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh my goodness Uh, so good good. but vacation is really important um it's obviously very fun and fulfilling in so many ways and of course this is we're talking about specifically traveling you and I are talking about that but vacation can look very different doesn't just have to be traveling internationally it could be more local could be visiting family but vacation really just means time away from work taking time off of work right Yeah, that's a really good point. You can have a staycation. You can just have a vacation where, you know, you go someplace that's half an hour from your house. I have friends who that like, you know, live half an hour away from the city, but sometimes they'll go on vacation into the city and just like get a hotel room and stay for a few nights and do fun stuff in the city so they don't have to worry about getting back and forth. So like it doesn't need to be anything extravagant. Um, It can still be fun. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the article now. I'm going to introduce what it is. So first, let's start with the title. It's called, How Long Do You Benefit from Vacation? A Closer Look at the Fade-Out of Vacation Effects. It was written by Kunal and Sonntag, um, published in 2011 in the Journal of Organizational Behavior. So before um, we really dive into all of the results, I just want to kind of define fade out in addition to vacations. We just talked about vacation, right? Vacation is any break, extended break from work. It's not the weekend. Um, it's when you take actual days off. So it could be adding, you know, if you do a four-day weekend, that would be considered a vacation. If you do a whole week off, two weeks off, those are all vacations. Um, but it's really more of an extended period of time away from work, not just your typical time off. And I also want to describe what fade out is. So fade out is something that's studied a lot um, in terms of vacation benefits. And we'll talk about it in more detail. But really, it's where you stop seeing the benefit of vacations. So at some point, the benefit of going on the vacation goes away, obviously, right? Like if you took a vacation four years ago, you're not still benefiting Um, from it from a well-being perspective you might still benefit from the experiences you had right like I'm not gonna change um, the the way that being in Asia impacted me obviously but when it comes to my well-being and how I am in the workplace that effect is going to change over time that's awesome so um so we're talking about not just like oh I had a day off where I took a doctor's appointment in the morning and then I didn't go back to work or something. We're talking about some sort of extended period of time where you're spending time away from work. And we're also talking about the period of time that it takes for the benefits of the vacation to go away. Exactly. Yep. 
Awesome. That's exactly right. Cool. So what are some of the main findings of the um, study or what are sort of the highlights that you can give us before we delve into more of the details? Yeah. So the main things I want everyone to walk away from is that vacation does have an impact on your overall well-being. So taking a vacation, your emotional exhaustion is going to decline after you come back, right? So before you go to go on vacation, you're probably really tired. You're feeling a little bit burnt out. Maybe you've got some sort of, you're exhausted from work. I mean, everybody's exhausted from work, right? Once you take that vacation, when you come back from vacation, your exhaustion is minimal. You've reduced that exhaustion. So that happens regardless of, um, you know, what kind of vacation you take, but it's just a experience that you have when you come back from vacation, your emotional exhaustion is lower. And it also has an impact on your engagement. So that piece is big because, you know, a lot of employers might be um, hesitant to give employees time off um, or extended amounts of time off. But when people come back from vacation, they actually see increased engagement in work. So they're more productive. They're um, really focused in on the job in a way that they weren't prior to that vacation. So that vacation kind of helps reset you so that when you come back, you're more engaged right off the bat. So those are kind of the two main key takeaways. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit more about some ways that you can actually help extend the effect of your vacation. So, you know, if you stay away from really stressful tasks or um, don't have a ton of demands put on you right away, you're able to extend those effects. And then if you're taking time to relax in the evening and on the weekends after you get back from vacation, then you can also extend those effects. So there's a few things, a few ticks and trips, whoa, tricks and tips <laughs> that we will talk about on how you can actually make that impact of your vacation last longer. We won't talk about trips and ticks. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about trips, maybe, but yeah, ticks? we're talking about trips a little bit. Maybe not ticks, <laughs> unless you're going yeah. hiking in the woods or something. Use so then, just avoid spray. those ticks. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's really interesting because one of the things that um, I think that often happens to people is that when they go on vacation, they're like, you know, kind of uh, feeling stressed or they may be feeling like anxious about the fact that they took some time off and maybe they feel behind or whatever. So the day you get back from vacation, you feel the urge to like dive in maybe even more fully than you were before to try to like really get back on track and get stuff done. And at the end of the day, um, it sounds like what you're saying is that that may not be the best approach from a well-being perspective, that easing yourself back in might be better. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what the study found. So um, I'm just going to break it down a little bit more so we can kind of talk through each each piece of the puzzle a bit here. Um, so we talked about emotional exhaustion. So as I mentioned, it decreases right after you come back from vacation, right? So if we were to measure your exhaustion before vacation and then after vacation, you're better off right after vacation. Um, it does, that does fade, right? So after two weeks, you're going to see a little, be a little more exhausted. And then after four weeks, you're going to basically get back towards the same level that you were before. So what you're seeing is that about a month long impact of your vacation to get you, um, feeling refreshed and rejuvenated and not as exhausted as you were before. But to what we were just talking about with what you can do to ease yourself back in is if you, don't have a lot of job demands. So maybe you come back and you're able to not make yourself crazy busy. So you don't have a ton of 
really stressful tasks. You're not working really long hours. Um, you don't have a deadline within a couple days of returning. That exhaustion level is going to stay lower over that month than it would otherwise, right? So if you're able to kind of ease yourself back in, um, you're going to feel better. So that's that's the first thing. And I think that's a really important thing to think about because um, you can plan for this, right? If you're going on vacation, you can try to plan to get yourself in a place where you come back and you don't have a ton of demands. Of course, it depends on your job and how much flexibility you have in your job. Um, but for me, I would actually plan this. I come, I come back from vacation. I've already blocked off some time throughout that first week back where maybe the first half day it's blocked. No one can schedule meetings. I'm going to be using that time to go through my emails and kind of slowly get myself back into it. And then I might make a couple other blocks throughout the week in my calendar so that I can take that time to catch up. Cause I'm sure that once I go through those emails in the first half day, there's going to be plenty of follow-ups that I have to do. Um, and instead of just continuously getting new stuff piled on, piled on, I can block some time throughout the week to do those follow-up tasks. Yeah. So good planning seems like it's really important. Not just, I think a lot of times people plan like the week before their vacation so that they're like, okay, while I'm on vacation, I don't want to have to feel like I have a bunch of stuff going on, but people don't really plan the time when they come back from vacation. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. I mean, really good news from the study is that like, hey, vacation helps people, right? Um, And so I think, you know, it's possible that, I mean, I've heard people who, you know, will brag about the fact that they haven't taken vacation in, (laughs) you know, 10, 15 years or something like that. Or, you know, managers that make it really difficult for people to feel good about taking their vacation. Like, so the, the, good takeaway from this is like vacation matters. Um, people are less exhausted after they take vacation and that doesn't last forever, but there are ways to really, if you're going to take that time off to maximize the extent to which that matters for you. And part of it might have to be that you don't just have to think about before you leave. You also have to think about, well, what's going to happen when I get back? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really important piece. You need to be thinking about what is your week or two weeks after vacation going to look like. And I know that you can't always control this. Um, like, for example, I come back from vacation and had to go on a work trip within a couple of days. And obviously that's very stressful and causes a lot of, um, you know, anxiety kind of towards the end of my trip to make sure that I, you know, I'm ready when I get back and all of that. So I think there's some things you can't control. But I think that the if you're able to, you should really make that plan. And then if you're a manager, if you're a company um, that has you know, can make policies and can have influence over this, you can really think about how can you make this transition back into work most effective so that you're really reaping the benefits too, because your employees are, when they're less exhausted, they're going to be doing better they're performing better. So you want your employees to get, feel those benefits of vacation for as long as possible. Um, so maybe you can make a policy that you can't take a work trip within a couple of days of coming back from vacation, or maybe, um, it's expected that, no one goes in and schedules a ton of meetings in the first couple of days after you're back because that's the scare. That's why you have to block your calendar in my world because you can come back and have like 20 meetings that have been scheduled while you're gone because your calendar is, you know, available and it shows up and people will take that time. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I just got back. I haven't looked at my email and I have four meetings with all these different people and different clients. And I don't know what I'm be talking about even. Um, so you can make policies around that. You can, you know, encourage or create a culture of not doing that. Um, if you, if you have the, 
you know, manager level type of title or role, or even within your own team, you can try to create that culture. If you just talk about it openly as, as an employee, you can maybe get people to also think, oh yeah, like maybe we shouldn't schedule um, meetings the day you get back. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe this is too idealistic, but even thinking about like people put up out of office messages, like maybe putting up an, a message during the week after you get back, that's a hey, like I'm back, but I'm, you know, trying to make sure that I'm maximizing the benefits of my vacation. So I may be a little bit slower to respond this week, or I may have less time available on my calendar, like just trying to create that norm that just because you're in the office doesn't mean that you have to be like, right back on the ball, like getting, getting back to everybody at warp speed and like trying to make up for, cause I think that's what happens with people. They feel like they have to make up for lost time mm-hmm. when they come back from vacation, as opposed to feeling like, Oh, I deserve to take that time. That time was good for me. And now I can have a normal or even a less than normal work week. When I get back, I feel like people feel like they have to like accelerate their performance when they come back from vacation. I think you're right. I think it really is this, I need to make up for it because you probably wouldn't be working as hard in a normal week because you would already be caught up on emails, right? So you're not, um, you're not putting in that extra effort to catch up with everything immediately. And so you're just basically adding more stress when you do that and you're adding more demands. And if your colleagues or your clients or your manager are putting deadlines on you right after you get back, that doesn't help either. So if you can do anything to minimize any of that, then you're going to be a lot better off. Um, I'm super lucky I because at my company we have um, what's called discretionary time off. So there's not really a limit. It's kind of like you take time that you need and you can um, and you work with your manager. Your manager will approve, of course, if you're um, able to take that time off or if you're abusing it, then they, they have insight into that, of course, as well. But for me, that actually makes it a lot easier because I can take a day off the day after I come back from vacation when I'm actually not taking the day off. So like I will block it and I will say I took the day off, but I am taking that day to really ease myself back in. And I know I'm really lucky that I have that ability, but, um, I think that there's things you can do or try to do with your team or with yourself. Um, when you are easing back in like that whole planning piece, I think is just, I feel like we're beating a dead horse at that, but it is so important because if you can plan, if you can block your calendar, if you can make sure that any meetings that you have that week are maybe later in the week, or you don't have them all in one day, or you've got, um, you know, something scheduled to, to help you ease in, to get through those emails, I think you're going to be just so much better off. So like whatever you can do, I think you really should do to reduce those stressful job demands right off the bat. Yeah. And even though this article didn't really touch on that, I think that another thing that's kind of probably important for just your own mental health when you return is trying to cut down on like vacation related guilt. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's a thing like that can be quantified or that somebody's studied before, but it seems to me like part of what causes sort of like this overreaction or this like over productivity when people get back or this idea that like, well, I have to take all those meetings because I was just on vacation is that people kind of feel bad Mm -hmm. that they were on vacation. And so that's might cause people to start like overloading their schedule or like, I know I do it. So like, you know, if I take time off and somebody asks me or requests to have a meeting with me um, when I'm getting back, I'm really bad about like, oh, the week after I get back will just be insane because I am trying to like put two weeks into one basically. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I think that if people can reframe and use the first set of findings from the study, which is like vacation is a necessary thing for your well-being and your mental health and all of that kind of stuff that like you don't feel bad about it, then you wouldn't you wouldn't react um, as strongly by putting all this extra stuff on your calendar. So I think it's like planning to make your life easier. So there's like the structure part. And then there's also like just the mental mantra that you might need to have about like this vacation is good for me. Yeah, I think I think that is really important because it goes back to that work engagement piece. So the study did find that if you take vacation, you're more engaged in your work. And I wonder if some of that is what you're talking about, that kind of guilt, like I'm just super engaged right now because I feel like I have to make up for it. But I also think there's a lot that to say that you're just a clearer mind, you're coming into it, so you're a little bit more um, excited because you're refreshed. So you should take that energy and use it effectively. Don't burn yourself out immediately and go crazy, but take it and tackle your task list in an effective way, figure out what you need to do first, you know, engage in those projects right away. Um, and then kind of work your way down the list and don't overdo it. I think that getting super engaged right off the bat is great because it's going to be a benefit for you and your employer from this vacation, but you need to know when to temper it. You need to know when is too much and when you're just trying to make up for, um, for what you missed versus actually engaging effectively in your work. Yeah. And I think something else that's important to take away too is like, you know, there are lots of things that people can do on a daily basis to cut down on their work stress and to give themselves more resources to cope with the daily stresses of life. So something else that I think is important to highlight, uh, you know, as the limits or boundaries of vacation is that after a month, regardless of what you do, you pretty much return back to normal. So like you can't rely on vacations to fix all of your work problems. So I also think that that's something good for people to think about. Like it's great to take vacation. It helps you. You can maximize the benefits of those vacations. But also, you know, I think there are a lot of people who like just work all year long and managers too who think like, well, as long as you have those couple weeks off to spend with your family while you're here, like things can be as crappy as possible. <laughs> and that's okay. As long as like you have some time to go home and, and enjoy yourself and or go on vacation in the summertime or whatever. And, um, I think it's also important to keep in mind that like taking a nice vacation a couple times a year can't fix all the problems that you might have on a daily basis. So it needs to be in conjunction with other practices um, that we've talked about in other podcast episodes and on the blog and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge because you need to understand that you can use a vacation as a reset. I think that's really what it is. Like you're resetting yourself. You're now starting off feeling less exhausted, being more engaged. So you're in a good place. But that's not all <laughs> that matters, right? You've reset. If you go right back into the bad, into the stress, into um, a really, you know, maybe unbalanced work life, then you are going to go right back and you're not going to be able to, you're not going to see those benefits long term. So I think you're totally right. I think you need to combine this with other things. Um, like this article did talk about that relaxation time. So if you do take time to relax in the evenings or on your weekends and, you know, do activities that help recharge you, then you're going to be feeling better um, and your vacation benefits will continue. But as we've talked about in some articles on our website, taking that time to recover in the evening 
or on the weekends is huge just in general for your stress levels. Um, it does really help you, you know, feel better and improve your well-being overall. So disconnecting from your work, both in a vacation perspective and then just in your free time um, is really beneficial. So not only can you then benefit from your vacation longer, but then long term overall, you're going to reduce your um, your stress and and some of the, the problems with, you know, feeling overworked and burned out at work um, if you're able to take those little breaks and recoveries on the weekends and evenings or whenever you yeah. might be off work. Maybe you work evenings, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like your baseline emotional exhaustion or your baseline from a like positive perspective engagement will be better. So when you go on vacation, you're starting from a better place and returning to a better place because you have things on an ongoing basis that are helping to maintain healthy levels of, you know, stress, healthy levels of productivity, etc. Um so vacations can help but they can't it's not like a panacea, you know, where you just uh you take a vacation and that's it. Yeah. It isn't. I mean, it really isn't. It is important to do. It's important um, as an employer to provide ample time for your employees to take those vacations. But then it's also really important to partner that with all these other practices that we always talk about, the breaks, the time off of work, that work-life balance, um, things like mindfulness, you know, really everything that we talk about that helps you reduce stress needs to be coupled with the vacation time vacation time is your reset yep and if you want to get the most out of that vacation though there's ways to do that so your vacation doesn't I think people think of vacation as being very limited to the bounds of like I started my vacation on this day and it's over on that day but really part of what you're saying is that that vacation mode can last for a longer period of time than um, just how long the vacation is so if you want to get the most for your money on that vacation wherever you're going uh, whatever you're spending even if you're just staying at home but you're just you know taking the, those days you're burning the days off then thinking about well I want to maximize the potential of how, what I've spent yeah so kind of let's I want to summarize exactly what you're saying those those things that you can do so we've talked about them a little bit but I'm just going to kind of try to summarize them very quickly so step one if you want to come back from work, from a vacation to work um, and really help you reduce your emotional exhaustion and keep it low and help you stay engaged, you want to ease in with the tasks. You want to plan in advance if possible and you want to make sure that you're not coming in to crazy deadlines, long hours, and lots of demands that are going to make you overworked right off the bat. So that's the first thing you want to do. And the second thing you want to do is kind of tied to it, right? You don't want to work those long hours because you need some time to relax. So you need to continue that feeling of rejuvenation, of recharging, of relaxation that you get in vacations. You want to be able to go home in the evening and relax and do something that you enjoy. You want to go home on the weekends and do the same thing. So take the time to, you know, not just spend a ton of time doing all of your vacation laundry and all the little minute you know, little annoying tasks you have to do when you get back, but take some time to take care of yourself and do things that make you feel good and make you relax and make you disconnect from work still. So 
I think those two things are the main things you want to do is you want to reduce your job demands and your tasks and the stress at work. And you want to increase your relaxation time in the evenings and the weekends to continue to feel the benefits of your vacation. Awesome. That's a really good summary. What What do you think from a manager perspective? So if people are like managing a team, um, what do you think that people who are managing teams could do to help make this more likely for their employees? So I think a few of the things we touched on already, um, creating that culture where you're not scheduling meetings or creating deadlines right at the end of somebody's vacation, um, if possible. Obviously, it's not always possible, but doing whatever you can to help ease those employees back in. Maybe um, if you have someone covering for you, for example, let's say you you have a coworker that covers for you when you're gone. That coworker doesn't stop covering for you the second that the clock ends. Maybe they kind of help ease you back in. Maybe you make it like a policy that the first week you kind of work together so that you get up to speed and you don't have to rush into anything. Um, again, those deadlines, setting them for later, allowing people to, to block their calendars and take time to kind of get back into the swing of things, answer emails, etc. Um, as a manager, I think you have a lot of control over what your employees are doing when they first get back, you can make it a norm to do to ease back in. You don't have to force them to rush into everything and make up for everything they missed. So trying to let them ease back in, I think is really, really important. Um, And the same goes with the relaxation time. If you're letting them ease back in, then you're not making them work a 12 hour day to make up for the fact they took vacation. Um, So you should really be letting them have a normal work day, just like you should, regardless of whether or not they were on vacation so that they can go home, they can disconnect. Um, and they're not feeling pressure or stress to just tackle every single thing that maybe they missed or catch up immediately. Um, but giving them that flexibility and creating that culture around it, talking to your team and modeling that example, honestly, obviously for, as a manager, you want to also feel the benefits of vacation. So if you're able to model, um, that behavior and kind of ease your way back in and, um, detach in the evenings, then you're, you're showing your employees what's okay to do to help them come back to from vacation effectively. So don't feel guilty about taking vacation. You need it. And also don't make others feel guilty about taking vacation or don't, um, you know, make it so that people that take vacation face some backlash when they get back. Like they feel like they have to make up for something that they did wrong because they were gone. Um, So, yeah. So I think there's like structural elements and cultural elements, um, you know, creating the the structure and the planning and providing adequate vacation policy so that people can take vacation. But then also creating that culture where people don't feel bad about it. You don't punish people for taking vacation um, and that people can kind of continue to work at a reasonable pace, um, regardless of the fact that they took some time to recharge and rejuvenate. Um, and you'll see that come back out in employee attitudes because all of the stuff that we're talking about, emotional exhaustion and engagement is all linked to productivity. So ultimately it makes people more productive. This study didn't show that, but we know that from the literature and the research that it makes people more productive, even if that seems counterintuitive to let them ease back into things as opposed to slamming people with stuff. I think it's also important to think about the policy like you just mentioned. Um, In the U.S., we honestly have very bad vacation policies um, when it comes to what the research shows. You know, I'm obviously very lucky, and I think you are too in your role, that we do have a lot of flexibility, but that's not the case for everybody. And some people, you know, have only maybe two weeks off or 10 days off or whatever it looks like. And that's 
not enough. Honestly, that's not enough. That's not enough for you to be able to um, meet all of your family requirements. You know, if you need to go to a wedding, if you have to leave town for holidays or any of that, those will eat up your vacation days in a heartbeat. And you don't actually get to take a real vacation um, that, that you want to take that helps you fully disconnect. So I think that as a society and, you know, for any leaders that are listening, really think about your policy. You should be giving your employees enough time to be able to take a good break. You're not going to come back from, you know, that one day that you took from to go to a wedding and feel rested and any see any of these benefits. Um, you need more time and you need to be able to use it in a way that you want to use it and not to meet your other obligations. Um, you know, there's research that shows the policies that we have in the U.S. compared to what's going on in Europe. And those countries have a lot of productivity, even with long vacation times, you know, people will be able to take a month off. Um, and I think that that's really, really important to think about. And I know that we don't have any legal policies around that that are helpful, uh, but companies can make that decision on their own. So if you have any sway in that, if you're um, in HR and you want to make an influence, you know, make an impact on your employees overall, maybe talk to your leadership around the vacation strategy. And same as leaders, if you're running a company, if you're really high up, then really take some time to think about that and revisit your vacation strategy to make sure that you're getting Um, you're giving your employees enough time to actually get the benefits and reset. And then you're going to, you're going to see the benefits in the long run. You're not going to be, um, losing productivity because of it. Your productivity will still look good. Your employees will be engaged and they'll be more rested. And when they're there, they're actually going to be doing better than if they had just worked through the whole year, um, nonstop. Cause that's just going to, honestly, it's going to reduce their productivity overall. Yeah. And even just thinking about what it does to families, like if one spouse for example has three weeks off but another spouse only has one week off that family can only ostensibly take one week of vacation and like you said those days get eaten up and if there are kids involved that's only one week or less that they get to have those memories with their family of taking vacation and so it impacts more than just your employee as well it impacts the people around them with regard to you know making making their lives better so Mm -hmm. um So yeah, I think that this has been a really um, interesting article and uh, I hope that people uh, take your advice (laughs) to uh, not feel bad about taking vacation and to ease themselves into it uh, when they get back and uh, that they create environments where people feel free and and welcome to do that. Yeah, thanks. I think it's really important as you could probably tell by my little policy rant. (laughs) Um, No, it's awesome. But I do think it's really, really important. And I hope that everyone that's listening can take advantage of a good vacation. And if they don't have that time, maybe you can sneak this podcast over to your um, employer and say, hey, listen to this. This is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Subliminal messages. (laughs) Um, Because I think, yeah, again, it's very, very important. But yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. We're, we would love to hear from you. We'd want to hear what you have to say about the topic. You know, what cool vacations have you taken? How have you been able to ease back in? Um, or where are your struggles? Where have you struggled to come back into work and actually reap the benefits of your vacation? So you can reach out uh, to us on social media. We're at Worker Being. Um, you can also email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. And you can find us on our website, just workerbeing.com. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Bye. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabar and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson.